Hey guys, producer Ken here with a very quick message before the show begins. Uh, in 2013, uh, I started working on a podcast with two of my very best friends, Paul and Ben. That show's called Jews and Reviews, and it's on the Atlantic Transmission Network. In fact, it's safe to say it's probably one of the inspirations for creating it in the first place. Well, four years ago, uh, one of the best men I know, Paul Cohen, you may know him as Paul Corey, hosted Jews and Reviews, uh, was unexpectedly admitted to the hospital. Uh, it was from there that he learned that his illness was due to a loss of function in his kidneys. Uh, right now, he's on dialysis three days a week, and the doctors have told him, hey, Paul, you know, try to live a normal life, which is very rough to do, you know, being on dialysis three days a week. Well, it turns out Paul is in need of a kidney transplant. So if you or anyone you know may be interested in learning more about becoming a living donor, please call the Living Donor Team at New York Weill Cornell at 212-746-3922. That's the Living Donor Team at New York Weill Cornell at 212-746-3922. Another way you can help is just spreading the message by sharing these links and giving it the hashtag Team Paul. That's T-E-A-M-P-A-U-L, standard spelling on Paul. We're certainly doing all we can to help a good man get through this, and we hope you'll join us. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Oldest guy in the pit ever. <laughs> Your face is super prominent. That's my buddy Nick. Hang on <laughs> the raptors. Well, you guys heard us talking about that. Welcome to fucking Punkarama, everybody. Uh, and you guys heard the opening track, Dark Horse, to this uh, pretty intense record. I'll call it at least, because you know what? Uh, as fans or listeners of the show will know, you know, this isn't really my thing, but it's a pretty fucking good record. We're going to cover Axe to Fall by Converge from 2009 today, of course, on Epitaph Records. And welcome to Punkarama, where we cover every epitaph ever, guys. And it's a big thing. But I'm going to welcome to the show a, a dude I haven't seen in a while. It's been quite a while. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, his name is Tom Keaty. Uh, thanks for coming in, man. I'm middle of the man. middle of the goddamn day. Hey, I'm I'm in New York City with nothing to do, and I love talking converge. So sweet, works, works yeah. For me, I asked you, I talked to you about this, and you were like stoked about it. Yeah. And uh, I was like, what record do you want to do? Uh, and you brought this one up, and I was like, great. I know nothing about this band. I know, I mean, very little about this band. And I know nothing about this record. Um, so I was stoked to do this because this is the first recording I've done where I pretty much know nothing about it. So I'm pretty good to get into it, but. Give me a little bit of, and everyone, a little bit of backstory. Where, where did you grow up? Whereabouts? Uh, I grew up in Southern California, and then I moved to uh, Northern New Jersey for high school. Okay. Um, I didn't know you moved to Northern New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, I was in, before we met in, uh, in Westchester. I yeah, lived yeah, in Northern yeah. New Jersey. went to high school over there. And uh, that's pretty much where my love of all things heavier than the ska band that I was in <laughs> came from, but uh, we won't get into the ska aspect of it. Oh shit, you were in a ska band it. too? Fuck, yeah. I didn't know that either. God there was a lot. It. There was a lot of, uh, of adolescent angst coming out oh, and what I thought was cool music. And the, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was fucking awesome when we did it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, any weekend we weren't playing a show, uh, I had two buddies of mine that were into the you know, heavier, hardcore kind of side. 
And if we weren't playing a show, I was damn well at a show, whether it be like a small basement with like Bane and Shy Halud or yeah, something, yeah, or going yeah. up to Poughkeepsie or going up to like, there was a place in uh, the next town over from me in Jersey called The Garage in Westwood. And it was legit a guy's garage. <laughs> and we saw bands that play in front of three, three to 400 people in a fucking garage yeah. in Westwood, New Jersey. But um, yeah, I know the, the show is, you know, Epitaph as a whole is more, you know, grunge, more punk related. But when, uh, when you told me it was all things Epitaph, that's why I yeah, said. Yeah, dude, it is all things Epitaph. And that's the, that's the thing about it because, you know, the label's so diverse. You mm-hmm. know, they've got a lot of different stuff, a lot of different stuff on it. But, you know, it's still you know, has like pretty much the same ethos. It's all, it all has that sort of soul to it, you mm-hmm. know? So uh, that, that's the other thing I'm going to ask you is, uh, so you moved to Jersey for like high school, you said? Yeah. So I'm, that's like around the time that you start to get your own money and you can go to the record sure, store and your sure. own probably, right? Yeah. What was the records? Do you remember the name of the record store you'd go to? Oh, we had, we had Tower on Route 17. In oh, Paramus, awesome. And it was, I mean, it wasn't a bike right away, but uh, just from being in the band and, and hanging out with that, you always somebody always had a car, at, yeah, especially yeah. At that age. Even if I was too young to have a license, I'd always knew somebody that, you know, every Tuesday afternoon, we'd either go to Tower. There's a couple of good small places where you could get uh, some, some good records that you might not get at Tower. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that was like the fucking Tower records in, in the tri-state. It's they actually really funny. After the, right after it closed down, it was used in that Brad Pitt movie where he works in the gym. Uh, Brad Pitt the movie. George Clooney and Brad Pitt, where he works in the gym, and they find like a CIA tape or some shit. Oh, burn after burn after reading. reading. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. gutted Tower Records to oh, make a, to make a fake gym for a month, and uh, and yeah, so we it oh, was you so know, a little heartbreaking, but every time you see that, you know, that's our that's our old record store. A little and, bit of sweetness in that. So but, uh, actually, got- more so more so than even going to Tower, it was just at shows. It was. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, you know, whether it be like the pop punk or ska shows that I was, that we were playing at and I, and you know, I'd be like, oh shit, you know, there's a, there's a heavier band playing early. Uh-huh. I'm going to go there before soundcheck and hang out there and stay there. And you know, you guys go eat your fucking ramen or whatever you got to eat before we play. <laughs> I'm just going to hang out and watch this hardcore band. Sure. Um, but then on the weekends where we weren't playing shows, going to the other shows, it's where, hands down where I got most of my music, especially the, the, the heavier stuff. Oh, yeah. okay. So like you got a real good firsthand experience of that. For sure. Because like, like I and a, f- a few other people I talk to, you know, you, well, you go into a record store and then you go to like your section, mm-hmm. your whatever grunge or alt, whatever the fuck it's called <laughs> there. And then, um, you know, you start to really judge albums by their fucking cover. For sure. And then you turn around and see on the back and it's like, oh, this band is on this label. I mm-hmm. like that band. So maybe I'll be into this band. So it all really revolves around like that sort of thing. But that's awesome. Like to just, yeah, I mean, I was... Yeah, when I was going to shows, like, I was a real, like, real little shit about it. I'd be like, I'm not going to see this fucking opening band Fuck unless yeah. I knew them, yeah. which is a stupid thing because I love going to see opening bands now because, like, these guys are supporting for a reason. For sure. You know, yeah. and it's Once like, you understand the structure of it, it, yeah, makes, yeah, yeah. it, it makes it, I don't want to say easier to listen to shitty music, <laughs> but it makes it easier to to try to involve yourself in something that, hey, it might be awesome, but it's, it's probably shitty, but it might be awesome. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, why the fuck not? It's like 45 minutes extra. Exactly. You're already going on the goddamn exactly. show. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. So how did you, do you remember when you discovered or got into Converge? I was into them. Uh, 
obviously, uh, I mean, their most popular record is a record called Jane Doe. You see the, the tank top, the hoodie. You see it. If you, if you know anything about Converge, you know uh -huh. that Jacob Bannon painting of the Jane Doe face. Uh, and that started off what is basically a trilogy of records. I mean, part of them on Equal Vision. And I don't th I think No Heroes was the first Epitaph release for Converge. Um, but they did three records in a row that were just like one song into the other. And they were basically like a, they don't have to stand together, but, but they're, it's, it's a trilogy of records. And then this one, Axe to Fail, just came out and was just like, hey, fuck you, this is what we're doing now. But as far as first getting into them, it was absolutely Jane Doe. And then I kind of went backwards from there and did like Sky Game and all the, all the earlier records. Okay. And, because like we were just talking about off off mic before, it's a hard band to get into if you don't if you don't kind of have a, a greasing into it because sure. their earlier stuff is, I mean, the definition of grindcore. It's, okay. Jacob's voice is a instrument. It's not he's not saying anything. It's an instrument. It's you know it's carrying a melody. Mm -hmm. But as the records progress, you see and coming to the one we're going to talk about today, it's just it's melodic. There's there's like slow tracks on it with uh when we get to the end of the record and it's just mm -hmm. it's. It's, this is the most accessible record I think Converge has ever made. Sure. Uh, but I think what really got me into them is how unaccessible they were. And I was, like you said, we were just like snot-nosed fucking kids. Mm. And we're like, I know this band and nobody else uh, does. Yeah, yeah, man. So I thought I was cool because I was listening to like the heaviest, hardest band. And then, uh, you know, I thought they were awesome. I thought they were cool. And then randomly my buddy was like, hey, that band you like is playing at Steven's technical college or whatever it is the college in, in jersey, in yeah, jersey. Yeah, yeah 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 so i was like that's fucking awesome let's <laughs> let's go so so we get there and i was legit like flat laid out like not even from i was 30 feet back from the from the pit <laughs> yeah. i was just watching and just like getting smacked in the face by and it was the greatest thing i've ever seen and from then on i was just like every time i have something come out i mean uh you know they have their own distro and death wish anything sure. death wish di distributes I'm going to give it a check because of the experience I had at that oh, one show awesome. in Jersey when I, <laughs> God, I was like, I was probably 17. Uh -huh. And I, I mean, I had been listening to him for a little bit before that, but then he seen them live fucking cemented it for it's me. Everything. Yeah. So do you remember uh, when you first, so you were already into them. Do you remember when you first heard this record and were you, cause like, you know, as bands will get, like they change their sound. Mm -hmm. You know, all the time you hear people like, oh, this is what is going on For here. Sure. This is not. And especially when a band like this does something that's more, I don't want to use the word artistic, but like it's a, there's there's a little bit slower. That's a great and they word try, for this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I truly think that's what it is for, for mm -hmm. lack of a better term, you know. But, uh, you know, were were you feeling like, like, oh, what is this? Like, uh, what, what, tell me. <laughs> I fucking, I, I'll tell you right now. I list, I listened to this record and. Uh, as we'll get into it in a little mm. bit, uh, Dark Horse starts off and it's just awesome. It's just balls to the wall converge. And then it slows down a little bit. And I honestly, for the first like three or four listens, I knew I liked it, but I, I was like, I still had reservations about it. And I was like, do I only like it because it's converge? And I had this whole big thing. And now it's, I mean, it's hands down. It's, it's, this record is by far in my top three mm -hmm. of, of anything. So, um, <laughs> but at the beginning, I did have reservations because it was such, such, you know, such an abstract from the, the three records before that and the records before that, like, right. uh, you listen to like, you fail me or like anything, anything earlier. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, this is the band I'm into. And then, oh wait, in 2009, we're going to do this. And it's like, is it a different band? No, it's the same band doing the same thing, right. but just a little more refined, a little more, you know, refined is a yeah. good word for it too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, 
like I like the thing that always get, gets me is, and this is again something I, I later learned to appreciate as I you know matured, if you will, is you know a band will go in a different direction and like you'll get pissed off at them because you know what mm-hmm. I guess like uh, going like dancey now is like kind of like a the trend thing to do uh, or just fuck whatever the pop thing is you know For that's sure. where stuff moves into, but it's like you know when they're trying something different like they are you know they're 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 making the albums for them too, you know, and they, they want to grow and try new things. And I have super learned to appreciate that because if a band does the, uh, we, I talked about this before, as if a band keeps doing the same thing over and over, you know, they just become a legacy act and it's for just sure. like, fuck, like, uh, like I see that your new stuff sounds just like your old stuff. Just play me the old stuff because that's the stuff I like yeah, better. Exactly. You know? Yeah. If you're going to spoon fit it to me, make it, make it, you know, make yeah. it I know I like. So. Exactly. So but. I'm, I, I, I like, that I've at least justified like like <laughs> digging stuff new stuff bands have been doing uh, so getting into a little bit of what this is so this came out in Oct- on October 20th 2009 pretty close to today's date yeah uh, 2009 is however many years ago <laughs> six right yeah 2015 uh, uh, studio record uh, the second most com- commercially successful to date top 100 it was in the it was on a converge right. on the billboard it was uh, 70 something 74 yeah. look at you uh, I did a little bit of homework a little bit of Wikipedia the record's six years old I did a little <laughs> bit of homework uh, Kurt uh, Kurt Ballou produced it yep um, uh, that's he, he does all their stuff now and, and I mean again just like with anything Death Wish puts a stamp on anything he records I'll check out because it's just he's got a video series online teaching like like teaching people how to record at home, how to open up a studio, and anything the guy does. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's Ooh, a really cool online out. series. So uh, getting into like learning a little bit about Converge while going through this, mm-hmm. quite possibly the most, uh, uh, you know, talented like group of talented individuals, not just with music, but like Jacob, yeah. who, who does the artwork for this. For sure. Uh, he went to, uh, what is it? Do-do-do. I have it down here somewhere. Uh, I mean, yeah, he just had a show. He had a he has his, he has more gallery openings now than oh, really? than, than than shows. Yeah, he went to uh, art Inst- art institute of Boston, Abe, mm-hmm. as we as we yeah. all know, <laughs> you know <laughs> and Abe. Abe, and fucking Kurt has a degree in aerospace engineering. Mm-hmm. And before he went converge full time, he worked at this biomed- biomedical firm for six years. Yeah. And his when he left, his severance package is what gave him the money to build Pay that the, studio yeah, out. Yeah, That's to, crazy, to build his home man. Studio, yeah. That's fucking awesome. And, I mean, and I say home studio, but if you watch, if you, <laughs> we'll try to put a link to the to the, to it in the sure. in the description, or whatever. But if you watch these videos, it's a home studio, but it's like you would you would die to record in this place. Yeah. <laughs> There's just toys aligning every wall and. Uh, the sounds he makes out of out of stuff you think you know the limits of is pretty fucking incredible. And has a glockenspiel and a saxophone credit on this goddamn record. <laughs> fucking awesome. Uh, so let's see anything of this and that. They began writing it in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was living in a half mile of each other except for Ben. He was, he was living in, in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Most of the songs originating off guitar bass riff. Uh, There's actually a good note about that. I read in yeah. a, uh, it was either like a Pitchfork or an AP article, or again, doing a little homework for the sure, record. Sure, sure. But um, I guess Kurt and, it wasn't Kurt and Jacob, but it was Kurt and, I th- no, it was. It was just Kurt was in a, a like this like grunge, uh, like more rock based, like more like four piece, four to the floor kind of rock band. Okay. And, 
and he was doing a side project for that that never got named, never never went to anything. Mm-hmm. But that's what he came right out of when they got together to start writing this record. Oh. And you can kind of hear it a little bit. That I think that's kind of lends itself to why it's a little more accessible than the other records because it's uh is that fucking earthquake? It's at the that's the that's the that's, train. That's the sixth train. Friends. There you go. That sorry, is the sixth. I live train. I live in the suburbs again. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, no, it's, it's, I, I think that I, I think you can actually uh, I think you can actually hear the fact that you know if you listen to one of the older records and then this you just hear it's it's it has that more general influence to it. Yeah, and so produced at God City. That's his that's yeah. his place. Uh, and he also produced records for Genghis Tron, uh, Torch, Disfear, Misery Index, Burned in, Buried Inside, and, uh, oh, fuck, I'm going to mispronounce this, <laughs> Magrundergrind. Fuck, dude, I'm going to seem like the least cool goddamn person, but that's okay. We all don't know things. No worries. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, but that's how, so they wanted this to be a collaborative, they've been wanting to do a collaborative record for a mm-hmm. while, apparently. Yeah. And it seemed, it's always a rough thing to do to get a bunch of people together. For especially sure. a make something and uh so they finally got to it so uh let's 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 start this off with uh getting back to dark horse eh for sure all right i fire this up Whoop. It's a great intro first track to this record pretty good or stuff. To, to converge at all at just in general wow there we go he does not sound like a pop punk drum line right there <laughs> If it just the drums, kind of sounds like it could be the beginning of an Against Me song. Yeah, and then... At least the, that, that little... And then the fucking shred yeah. starts. This is one of the few tracks without guest musicians on it. Yeah. One of them that's purely converged. And also, on the soundtrack of Saw 6, congrats guys, you made it, big time, Hollywood. Yeah, maybe it'll be in 7, 8, 9, and 10. <laughs> was, was Saw 6 the last one? Was that the newest? They must have made one after, no? No, they're, they're legit signed to do like 10 of them. They cost like 50 bucks to make and yeah, they make 100 million dollars every time. If you race bikes, this is a great song to sprint to. I know from very personal experience. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I dig the, I dig the, the sort of composition of it. I like the different parts. I think everything mm-hmm. acts as like these different like set pieces. They all sort of go through. Uh, this part's awesome. Yeah. So it'll break down. And again, it's more vocal in this on this track than it than in past records where Jacob's voice is just another instrument, but oh this is, this part's so fucking good. So we're gonna get into the next track. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can do the whole song. It's our first guest musician on here. Yeah man. Sean Martin coming in. X uh, hate breed. Yes, there's so many. There's hate breed. There's neurosis. There's Haven. Age. There's so many people on this record. He's uh, lead guitar, backing vocals on this track. 
And you know what the fucking thing is with me with this stuff? It's like, and I feel like this is the same thing with a lot of people with anything that they're not like terribly familiar with where, you know, anytime you, you hear someone try and take down any kind of genre of something like music or film, it's like, oh, it all looks the same. It all sounds the same, you know, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I know that's just, and I think we all know it's some to some degree that it's all just because you don't have the context you gotta understand the nuances of it you know to really be able to get it but i gotta say man like i hopefully this this podcast will help me with it but it's it's hard for me to really like start to differentiate like some of these different parts in these different songs i mean i know i'll get it eventually for sure but, like just as an outsider to this like it's a it's a rough thing like what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> no I, I hear you like you know there's you know if, if, if you go to a show you've never heard the band in your life and and you know, there's the pit going on in front, and I'm an old man now, so I don't, I don't, I don't partake. Partake. Maybe once a year, uh, sure. if it's you know either Converge or Modern Life is War. It's the only two bands that I dance to anymore. Uh, but uh, you'll you'll see a guy that just he just knows when the breakdown's coming, and you yeah. can kind of if you listen to the music, if you listen to the genre, you can kind of guess when it's coming. Sure. Uh, I, I like. I but, could get that. Yeah. Right. But like to be able to pick up on it, and then you know to be in time with it, it's. I mean, you're you're you have a, a, a very musical and musically inclined background. You know, you you as long as I've known you, yeah. Uh, and uh, so you, I mean, you understand it a little more than like, lack of a better term, the layman off the street. Sure. But uh, at the end of the day, it's just you know, it's it's melodic music. It's just a hell of a lot fucking heavier. It's heavier. It's faster. Yeah, uh, fast, fast. Yeah, speed with converge is a is a is a. I mean, you you go back to Jane Doe, and the first two tracks are over in two and a half minutes, and they right. blend into one song. And it is the fastest fucking song you've Which, ever heard. Okay, so I totally dig that about like punk and things like that. Is that there's no I don't like like billowy like guitar riffs. I like shit that's to the point and that's yeah. fast. And this is like this is like that to eleven. So, but even like here, I already started Axe to Fall. Yeah, and like it just sounds like it's it starts like right off of a breakdown or right off of an intro. For sure, play, yeah. Start it again. Right there, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just a little bit of feedback, and then mm-hmm. and then going into that, uh, it's it's a uh, it's like if I listen to this record straight through, like I'm not aware that a new track started. Yeah. You know, and which, I don't know if that's like intentional or not. Well, no, or, which is weird because this record is the first record that they tried to make that each song is going to stand alone. <laughs> no shit. Um, <laughs> like in, in, uh, on Jane Doe, the first two songs are so intertwined that literally the music video is for both songs. Okay. Like it's there's a, there's a music video and it's for both track one and two, oh, but really? as a video it would just seem like it's only one song, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I thought was a cool departure from what they've been doing is, you know, they did a record with a bunch of guest guest artists on it, mm-hmm. and it's also uh, you know a standalone not chronological record. Um, the record absolutely plays better start to finish because of the layout and the order of songs. Sure, but you know you could you could flip on the song, you could flip through the order, and you know. You don't have to hear the last chord of the last song to, to get into the, the new song. So right, and on this one, on this track at least, is uh, you got it there. I think it's George Hirsch, yeah, from Blacklist. It yeah, does from backing vocals yeah. for it. Another phenomenal band. If you're just getting into heavier stuff, I don't know them at all. They are super rad. So now here's a here's a cool little fact that uh, this is why I like doing the research for this stuff about at least this song and two other ones on the record. Is uh, so in tw- in two thousand four they did a little collaboration with Caven and I know yeah. of them. 
Um, and they were did some stuff together, and then they had the the Verge in sessions, mm-hmm. which never amounted to anything. Apparently, it just dissipated. Um, but the instrumental parts uh, and a lot of the other pieces, everything okay? No, I was just got burp. I didn't want to burp oh. right in everybody's ears. <laughs> uh, uh, became like three of the songs on here, and this is at least the first one on the record mm-hmm. uh, for Effigy. And uh, this is from uh, an instrumental part that Cave In, uh, you know, I guess contributed to it, and that's yeah. why there's fucking three people. Three guest <laughs> instrumentalists from from Cave-In on this uh, on this track. Uh, so let's get to to Effigy. This is yeah, this is another good one. And again, if you're new to this music, listen to Cave-In. They're they're not epitaphs, but they're they're phenomenal. guest musicians and the song's only a minute 45 long steve brodsky <laughs> on lead guitar adam mcgrath on guitars and then Jai robert connors from cave and also dean riders on drums mm-hmm. and it's like i even like wonder like how you get cram that many extra music like you cram an extra drummer in there does that mean he's doing an extra drum track over it is he taking over the drum yeah. duty on this is For, that what, do you know? I, I, it was um i'm not gonna call it like dueling drums but I, i'm pretty sure it was all they played face to face. Oh no! In shit. Separate recording, <laughs> like uh, glass partition, but they're you That's know laid out awesome. at the same time, and, and it's just a big part of hardcore music and uh, and melodic hardcore as as this is. It's would you see a band that's as tight as they are on the record live? Yeah, which is real. It's it's important in every genre of music, but it's really fucking hard to do at a, at a hardcore show and at a hardcore band. But that's what kind of separates you know the cream to the top. It's uh, you know these guys sound like these are what these guys sound like live. Yeah, and it's oh, ten times the energy. The record does does it justice, but it's if you're if you're just gonna do it, go to a live show, go somewhere. You might have to go to Boston, but just go and and see a hardcore show, and it'll it, it'll it'll change the way you think about the music. So I mean, like just listening, like when I listen to this record, you know, I put it on. I was I was walking somewhere. And I dug it because, like, I like the energy of it, and I like the mm-hmm. speed, and I like the beat. And so, like, I'm, I'm, you know, you know, nodding my head to it. And I'll go to hardcore shows, and I'll do the same. But it, there's, it almost just becomes like it truly is just a soundscape to me, at least at this point. And I don't know if that's the way it always kind of remains, where it's just like this, this fast, aggressive, uh, you know, just piece of audio, and. What do I mean by that? I mean that I can't identify the lyrics, and I don't know like how fucking important are lyrics in like in, in hardcore or anything like that. Like like I, I'm sure there's imagery that's in there, but like it's very hard to decipher. Mm-hmm. You you need the liner notes unless you like listen to these things like mm-hmm. very carefully, and so it really is more about the vocals than the mm-hmm. lyrics, or at least that seems like it's the case. So like what, what like what what are what are lyrics to you in terms of hardcore? Like what, what I mean, part it's, 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 you know, with back in the day when you got a, a hard CD with a case you would definitely open up I would open up the the lyric the liner notes and I'd be reading it while listening to the record for the first time sure uh, and then after that you know you kind of um, 
Something cool that uh, the Bronx did. At, uh, I do like the Bronx. A, a bunch of other bands have done it, but they do uh, like a commentary, and it's just a little like 30, 40 second intro, and he's like, hey, this, I was smoking a lot of weed, and I was pissed <laughs> off my brother, and this is a song I wrote. Like, it's just, it's, you know, it's just kind of, I guess it's kind of, that's the new inclination of reading notes, unless you're just, you know, just going to Google it and look at it. Right. But it's really important to me that it's, that's, is that really important to me that you listen to this and, and listen to every <laughs> fucking lyric and make it your own? But sure. um, I think what's important to me is the fact that you you listen to the vocal as another instrument. That's exactly like, like you're saying yes. soundscape. Like it, it's a wall of sound. It's yeah. not you know it's it, yeah it's it's five or six different integral, very fast, very technical things. Mm-hmm. But together, it's a full force that has to be reckoned with as one thing, not you know, a sum of its parts, not, you know, each individual thing. Yeah. Um, and the vocal just lends into that. I mean, there's certain parts, again, this record slows down a little bit. Like you get in a wretched world and, sure. and it sounds, you know, it sounds like a Tom Waits record uh-huh. and, and you can hear the angst in, in his voice and you can hear him physically speak, not even sing. Like, uh, so they do that a little bit on this record, but if you, but like you said, if you listen to the earlier Converge stuff, it's just a wall of sound. Right. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get really into it, read the lyrics. Find out what he's talking about. Uh, you know, again, you you can go on YouTube and like a lot of a, a lot of good a lot of good uh, hardcore channels will have you know the video or even just a you know the, that video you all hate when you click on it, thinking your your one of your favorite bands has a new video out, and mm-hmm. it's just no, it's not going to show you a picture of the CD and and play the record in the background. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But a lot of those a lot of those will throw lyrics. The on lyric, it. yeah. So um, I guess that is. In addition to the the artist actually kind of depicting it, it's that's what that's reading the liner notes these days is watching it on YouTube. So sure, I, but like having uh, like do you, uh, no, it doesn't matter to me what he's saying. Right, yeah, well, and then, that's that's what I'm. Yeah, I, like I, I listen to I'm, when I'm listening to it, the Converge, Converge record, it's a full fucking sure. You know, it's a full. It's it's a feeling. It's like it's not you know yeah. If you if you know if I read the liner notes and he's sitting there going you know rape every fucking baby, kill every fucking person you see. I'm like, right. no, I'm which we're not uh, saying, yeah. which we're I'm, not saying yeah. that's the, those are the lyrics. He's just so, no, saying, yeah. for so, example, I mean, for example, if that was the lyrics, I'd be like, Hey, yeah. maybe I should give a second thought about what I'm listening to, but it's not that. I mean, a lot of hardcore and I mean, it goes back to, you know, bad brains with PMA. It's a yeah. lot of, it's really positive. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there still are like, you know, uh, a bunch of straight edge bands that'll beat the shit out of a guy for drinking a beer at a show. Mm-hmm. But, for the most, it's kind of everyone's kind of leveled out and found out where they want to be, and you know, there's not a lot of violence uh, involved with such angry music anymore. I feel like it's it's more of you know it's a hardcore show by far, and I know what happens at punk shows, and I know what happens at any show that there's aggressive dancing or moshing or whatever right. you want to call it. You know, oh, pick your brother up, pick your friend up. At a hardcore show, you'll get picked up. Look at you. Hey, dude, you all right? Cool. Let's fucking do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then three minutes later, you punch that guy in the back of the head. And you're like, hey, you fucking good? All right, awesome. Right. It's a, it's a, it's, if you're there, you want to be there. And everyone knows that and respects that. Yeah. Which is way different from when we were younger going to shows. And you're like, oh, those are the fucking skinheads. Oh, no, those are the fucking posers. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a much more safe environment. And it's less, way less aggro. But even, even that, like, that aggressive aggressive nature of it whether it's you know whether it's uh, you know dancing in a pit or whatever mm-hmm. and being physical like you know in i don't know what's the what's the case now but from media and all that other stuff uh like 
growing up in, in, in like the UK or in like Ireland or Scotland, you know, at least like uh, years ago, I'm sure they still fucking do it now. Or even in Australia, like you get into, you get into fights with your friends cause someone's being an asshole. It doesn't mean you fucking hate them. You want to rip their head off, but yeah. you just, you're letting out a bit of energy. You're wrestling around. And it's kind of like a similar thing with this where it's like, yes, it's this physical thing where there's uh, it's an aggressive thing, but it's still, there, there's not, terrible malice in it like you're not no, trying to fucking it's an outlet it's, yeah it's not yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah. not a you know it's not a militia it's a it's an it's a you know everyone fucking has their problems and everyone wants <laughs> everyone not everyone can go in their garage and hit a punching bag right not every you know not everyone can grab a pillow and fucking scream it's mm-hmm. you know some people need to go and just let aggression out and you know i'm, I'm 32 <laughs> and i still I, I play hockey twice a week and if i hit somebody i hit somebody you know but i at the end of the ice hey good game buddy and then we'll see you later like it's just you know, you just need an outlet to get it out, or sure. you bottle it up, it sucks. Mm-hmm. And I think that's especially Converge and any other hardcore on headphones. You're by yourself. You don't scream. You mm-hmm. don't do anything. You're just sitting there, and you just get, and then everything's easy after that. So, but hey, parents, people yeah. at hardcore shows are just having a fucking good time. And uh, speaking of good time, we're gonna get to Worms Will Feed slash Rats Will Feast. The first of the uh, quote slow jams on the record. Yeah, I guess this would be. This would not be on an earlier Converge record, but it's fucking awesome, and it should be. much more like sludge kind of feel to it yeah and you know but you know what's funny is like uh yeah so it just certainly slows down and funnily enough like you know i'm obviously not trying to be like claim any kind of like old school you know fandom of theirs but this is one of my less favorite songs on the record because it's not as fast yeah and and and, uh you know aggressive well i guess it's probably just as aggressive but it's not as fast yeah it definitely yeah it definitely slows down it's more like uh uh there's a band called i hate god and they are like the definition of just sludge hardcore and it's Mm -hmm. it's it's more along that line uh but at the same time those guys have a couple tracks where they just fucking rip and it's awesome so um this is a complete imber- uh, immersion into the world of all things hardcore. Also, one of the longer tracks on the record. Yeah. Is is this is it supposed to? Because it's worms will feed slash rats will feast. Is that supposed to be? Are there two different distinct parts of the song, yeah. or like, or is it just like a there more are, of a thematic? There thing? are, but they probably wouldn't. They probably wouldn't stand alone as tracks. Okay. Right? And especially being the first song that you know has this slowdown. Uh, aspect of it. it it would just be like what the fuck was that little blurb in the middle of the record like because uh, they come right back after this they come right back sure. into it so and you know what let's let's get into that no offense to the song but this is wishing well boom same kind of feeling but different pace different tempo fun name on this guest <laughs> Ulf Cedarlund from Disfear and X Entombed he plays lead guitar and backing vocals on this there's a lot of guitar on here. A lot of vocals. Yeah. You know what the fucked up thing is? Is that 
I gave this record another listen after I did my studies on it. And I gotta listen like super, like this is the first time I've like really critically listened to a hardcore record, but I gotta listen to it even more because I wanna hear that goddamn sax and glockenspiel. Yeah. Like, do you know <laughs> the tracks that- I, 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 I did I not know there was a glockenspiel yeah. <laughs> uh, on the record, but I will be intently listening to it on my train home today. And so you've seen them live a bunch of times. Yeah. He doesn't bring that around, does he? That's no, a I've, ne- I've, never, I've never seen a glockenspiel <laughs> on, on, uh, on stage. Um, I have seen them live where they bring some people up, and uh, uh, I've, I've never. I, obviously, I didn't see the the, the stuff they did with Cabin. Um, okay. They did a couple small shows with that. I, I, I'm pretty sure they did them all up in Boston, but um, but yeah, they're like I said, they're a super fun band to see live. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's your first time, you know, sit in the back, <laughs> just watch it, just take it in. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're a good time. I feel like I want to talk about sweaty balls with this mic. <laughs> and I love me some gang vocals. As <laughs> listeners will know, so this is fucking great. All right, Damages, track seven. Another slower, sludgier record, but it gets the job done. With Tim Trevi Krama Dasa Cohen <laughs> from 108 on lead guitar. You know what's so funny is I can absolutely see like someone who's like a super into hardcore or like a Converge fan like listening to this being so fucking pissed off with me. <laughs> like don't you know who the fuck I'm these not people saying, I'm are? I'm not gonna say anything. Like don't you know who the fuck these people are? Like how do well, you never heard your you done bro? your due diligence? <laughs> like just cause you took notes off Wikipedia and some uh, AP uh, interviews. I'm just trying I'm just trying guys. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I gotta say, man, like, these, these, like, longer, like, extended, at least for them, you know, sections where it's just instrumental stuff, I, it's not bad, it's, 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 it's different, just, yeah. It's my least, uh, my least favorite piece of parts of the song. Um, I think knowing the whole catalog, it's kind of, and again, I think this is, uh, songs like this are why I was like, do I only like this because it's Converge and then once I really listened to it I, I appreciate like you said you start appreciating it for what it for what, exactly what it is and not what you think it is and uh, you know we're not doesn't, everything doesn't need to be spoon fed to be awesome right um, and I'm, I'm not saying that you need to be spoon fed hardcore if no, you want no, if you no. want I will but uh <laughs> but uh no, I do, it, actually it, you know what I do need to be fucking spoon fed hardcore <laughs> uh I could be I, dude I still don't eat like like broccoli and vegetables and shit <laughs> that's like the, that's the truth man i gotta break into it like i gotta have it be covered in cheese or like deep fried or like with something else i like you know and that's probably the way that this is gonna get to me too uh in all honesty because like 
but I like it. I like it more than I, I like this more than I like broccoli. Okay. You know? <laughs> That's a good start. Yeah. That's a good start. You hear that converge? But he, he likes you more than broccoli. Yeah, I'm sure they're listening. <laughs> oh, they're uh, avid listeners. Avid yeah. listeners. Uh, we're gonna get into track eight, losing battle, which is I fucking love this yeah, drum part in the beginning. And again, just like without that pedal, he's playing like a Dickdale surf riff right now. <laughs> without that, without that fuzz and that distortion on there, it's a legit Dickdale surf riff. I'll be the first to admit it's not for everyone. It's, I think that we'll, yeah, it, but it's oh, certainly it's most certainly for me it's, and. Uh, I highly recommend it. This is my favorite. I think this is my favorite track on the record. I really like the the intro to it, and I like the way it gets into it. And it's only one guy, but he's a really tough guy, so it sounds <laughs> like a gang vocal. That's why you like it. But those little parts where it's just like the drums and the vocals, everything drops out and comes back in. Like I like composition like that, mm -hmm. you know, and. Uh, and it plays really well on this. So let's keep going. Let's get into sure. Deadbeat on track nine. What are your What are your top? Can you name your top like three songs off this record that you're into? Dark Horse is for sure up sure. there. Uh, the title track is is, is really good. Um, it's it's one of the slower ones. So you're not gonna like it, but Wretched World at the end is just fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I really like that song a lot. Um, I like the whole record as a whole, but if I had to pick three, it'd probably, yeah, it'd probably be those three. I made yeah. you pick three. Yeah. I asked, and you, you were a gentleman. You obliged. But yeah. well, you know, Effigy's real good. It's all fucking good. Sure. What is this record? So you said this record's like in your top ten of all records. But this, yeah, you said this would there, be yeah. like their top, in their top three of your of your favorite Converge records? Or like, where, where would this rank? This one and Jane Doe are neck and neck. This uh, and Jane Doe, okay. Yeah. Um, as far as like records of all time, this, I mean, it's you know like anybody else depends on what mood you're in. Yeah, like, of you know, course. Uh, I still my favorite record of all time, and it's going to come to a surprise that people are meeting me just on this podcast thinking I'm only into hardcore. <laughs> I mean, Pet Sounds is probably my. I'm going to be Pet that. Sounds. I'm going to be that guy. Little Beach Boys record. from the Beatles. Uh, <laughs> the Beatles, 1994 hit Pet Sounds. <laughs> uh, no, but you know, like I'll listen to a bunch. Like I'll listen, to, you know, you know the Melvins. Uh, uh, they're mostly hardcore records, but they're you know I'll li I'll listen to whatever. Yeah. Um, the records that really stand out to me are a band called Modern Life Is War. Came out with a record called Witness. Okay. They just had their 10th anniversary show. If you're new to hardcore, if you want something and you don't and converges in your cup of tea, Modern Life Is War Witness. Is Witness. One of the best start to finish records you will ever hear. I like the Harrison Ford movie, so it's already <laughs> got a lot of head start on me. Uh, that one's great. This is great, but it's. You know, whatever you're into. Whatever you're into. Yeah. Well, let's get into Cutter, track 10. Awesome fucking start. Yeah. There's thrash guitar in this one, too. John Pettibone. Has a lot of stuff for you, too. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Love that. I, I, like, I like the drops and I like the changes because that's, I think, what catches your attention most, especially when there's this... Uh, like you said, like this wave of like all the sound and noise coming at you. Like the only thing that can be louder than that is nothing. You know? Yeah. 
It's like driving 90 miles an hour and then stopping to give somebody the finger and then immediately going 90 miles an hour again. <laughs> what a cool thing to do. Yeah. Just drive 90 <laughs> miles an hour and stop like at a stoplight or whatever. Dime, and just give, give someone the, the finger. finger and keep going again. <laughs> So now we're getting into Slave Driver. Okay, do you know any of the lyrics to this song? I don't have them here, I'm asking. It's okay if you don't. Uh, maybe Alone in the Shower, I might know a couple of them, but they're, they're, they're not the easiest to follow. What do you think, oh, you know what would have been fun? I should have guessed what each of these songs <laughs> was about based on, based on the, the title titles of them. We only got three left, Slave Driver, okay. This song, this song is... <laughs> See, I want to say he's like probably using this, uh, uh, you know, metaphorically. I'm sure I, he is. I, I, I sure as shit hope so. This goes back to the killing babies and everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this part is awesome too. Yes, this part's fucking awesome. Going completely off the hardcore track, but just you were asking about records and thinking about it again. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which I'm sure is more up your alley. Uh, Manchester Orchestra, Simple Math, okay. is pretty much a perfect rock record as far as I'm concerned. I, never, I haven't gotten into them it's yet. Not, I know I should. It's a couple years old. They have a couple since then that are all awesome. But uh, you know, if you if this is not your cup of tea, if you want something with more four to the floor guitars, and, uh, four to the floor drums, and rock guitars, check out Manchester Orchestra. Simple Math. I gotta get into the it. horn blasts in the in that record are the perfect timing. That's how, and you'll hear them when you listen to it. They do a bunch of stuff with uh, Kevin Devine. I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, they, him bad, being a Staten Island yeah. Staten Island uh, native, or they at do, least uh, uh, originally. Yeah, he's out, out with us on the island now. Uh, no, um, yeah, they do bad books together. Yeah, ba- yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right, bad books. That falls into the whole umbrella of all the all the us Long Island guys, and uh, you know, all the good all the good pop punk and and mm-hmm. uh, sorry guys, it's pop punk. All the all the good pop punk music that's come out of Long Island. So uh, it always goes back to that with uh, with a with a podcast I'm hosting, but. Yeah, man, this is this is another fucking great song. I gotta say, and and I, I I'm sorry to say it, it's because I can I can hear these lyrics and I can understand mm-hmm. them, you know. And I because I like shit that I can like sing back to myself in my head, even if it's like even if it's nonsensical, you know. But if I like the feel and the energy of it, and like this, I have because this is like this is like a this is like more of a it's, a, it's, it's a like a punk, punk song. song. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. So the last two tracks here. Uh, you were saying were two of your favorites, and these are the other two that were based off that uh, invert those invert sessions. Records, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So cruel bloom here. Real drop off going to yeah. these two. Yeah. And what you're saying, like lyrically, like this. You, this is one I was talking about before. Where he's speaking. He's not even singing. Mm-hmm. Real Tom. Yeah, yeah. You know, give me a. Give me a pint glass of milk and a shot of whiskey, and I'll sing a record. Well, this is Steve Von Till mm-hmm. from uh, Neuroses, yeah. Carrying feet 
wretched. Yeah, it's still like they throw wretched in there in the next tracks. It's called Wretched World. I mean it they still Ooh. they still lend each other to to each other a little bit, but So yeah, Amy our our goat or our gaudy. Zark on backing vocals. Dude, on on Wikipedia, do, do you know who this is? There's somebody just called the rodeo in the quotations rodeo? on backing vocals. It just says the rodeo. Fuck. I'm hoping that's all the roadies doing a gang vocal. <gasps> I'm hoping that's oh, what that is. Oh man, <laughs> that'd be such a fucking cool thing. Like most, uh, like most bands that you know started off in a minivan with a trailer, they got a lot of you know in-house, you know, homegrown, you know, rodeos friend to house. Those guys for the live show, I'm sure. You know the faces you don't see on stage. They're a big happy family, I'm sure. So. But this song obviously being like such a departure from the record, like this almost seems like a like a fucking Kurt Ballou like glamour production track because it sounds gorgeous, yeah. you know, like everything is everything's clean. There's lots of different layers to things. But and yeah, but every every single feel each individual it. thing is crystal clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not crowded at all. And it's it's all oh, this is probably where the Glock is. It's, it's either on this or the next one. Come to think of it, it might be on Wretched. It might be on the next one. Yeah. This has to be in some movie where someone's doing heroin to the song. <laughs> or doing something they don't want to do. Yeah, it came out after leaving Las Vegas, so sorry, Nick Cage. Oh, there you go. There it is. Oh, yeah, there it is right there. There it is. Like I said, watch that (laughs) YouTube channel. The studio is, even if you're not into recording music, the studio is awesome. I'll post it, man. Kurt, you can send my check to uh, Tom (laughs) Keedy at... (laughs) So we're going to get into the last track, 13, Wretched World. This, uh, it sounds on their, their, their record after this, there's a track called Glacial Pace, and it's the same kind of feel, Okay. but you can kind of see how this record kind of said, you know, fuck it, we can do what we want and yeah. put out what we want, and we, this song doesn't sound like this, fuck it, we like it, we're going to do it. So it's kind of good to hear that it wasn't just one standalone, I mean, uh, All We Love We Leave Behind is the next record, and it's not, you know, a big ensemble with a bunch of guest musicians, right. but you can see that musically they didn't go right back to what you know to their their bread and butter they stayed like hey let's try this let's try that let's keep going in this direction yeah and all we love is their by apparently by far their most commercially successful record Mm -hmm. um but let's see yeah people people love this record met with widespread critical acclaim Mm -hmm. you know so on Metacritic, okay, here we go. Citing a wider range of music styles on Axe to Fall, many reviewers found the album to be Converge's most accessible to date. The album features songs like the doomy and noisy track Worms Will Feed, Rats Will Feast, the synth dressed, uh, drenched, oops, move this, shoegazing track, Wretched World, and the Carrie King admiring solos on Reap What You Sow, in addition to hardcore tracks like Effigy and Cutter. Uh, yeah, people duck this, man. Yeah. Uh, and... I gotta say, 
you know, even though this is, uh, as a band, a good example of hardcore, mm-hmm. like maybe this record isn't their most hardcore of hardcore, mm-hmm. but like after my first real critical listen of like a hardcore record, like a proper hardcore record, if you can call this proper hardcore record, yeah. I don't know, whatever, whatever you guys want to fucking say, yeah. Thin ice, bro! Fuck you, bro. <laughs> um, like, it really is, to me, it seems like it's an instrumental music style because the vocals are just uh, are just like a, a sound you know mm-hmm. it might as well be instrumental jazz it might as well be any kind of instrumental music yeah. because that's what you have to take it as Absolutely. I, you don't have to but like that's at least what it seems like yeah I don't know it, that, that's what it's being used as you know yeah it's being used as this very primal energetic thing uh the vocals of these it's an additional instrument to the you know to the guitar to the bass to the drums and it's also you you know you can you can throw your hair around you can spin your guitar and you can do whatever you want do they do but that if you, they, yeah yeah you know a little bit but uh but you you can't convey feeling you can't convey like what you're truly trying to get across with a song sure without a, with and i'm not going to say without a lyric yeah. but without a vocalist because you know, you could see the, the veins in Jacob's neck when he's screaming and this stuff. You could see, like, he's putting everything into it. And it's, it's yeah, it's the same thing as playing guitar and, you know, headbanging and spinning your guitar around. But you can really appreciate the sincerity of it instead of just, you know, he's not, there's no filter. There's no me through guitar to you. There's no me through this drum set to you. Mm-hmm. It's me to you. That's it. And I think that's what you have to take a lyric at anytime you any anyone that's listening to hardcore like oh you can't understand the fucking words that's my argument to that yeah listen to it as an instrument and tell me one thing that's more direct between any musician playing anything and yeah. you other than a guy screaming into a mic with you on the other end sure of and i think the thing is uh the, i think the thing is is that and i just thought of this now so i don't know if it's what, what the veracity of it is or what i really think about it is that when you have music that's this fast and this aggressive, like the way you convey emotion in, let's say, more traditional pop songs mm-hmm. is through lyrics, lyrics yeah. that you can understand, you know, and that you're you're build, telling a story or at least, you know, uh, describing something. But with music that, that's this fast, this loud and this aggressive, it's hard to actually have words probably be heard Absolutely. or understood, you know, and so you really have to take the vocals and turn them into take what you can't do through just verbal communication and do it through this like more primal thing of mm-hmm. screaming like you 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 don't have that uh, advantage of being able to like tell say a, say a, like a, a real uh, comprehensible sentence yeah but so you have to go through that just thought about that I don't know maybe maybe <laughs> no, I, maybe I, I don't think saying, that's like, fucking with, stupid like so with a pop now. record you're, you're like oh cool this song okay here's a, here's an interesting catchy beat yeah, and then oh, guy- I, I love you girl but you know what I'm dating this other girl I'll see you later this is the story bye yep, or- you know what that song's about mm-hmm. now there's there's converse songs I have no fucking idea what they're about right. but I know I love the song but you're into it yeah. right and so, yeah and so like he could be he could be singing about Panama but he's yeah. not saying <laughs> Panama you know <laughs> Yeah, um, different routes to the same end game. So, what is your wrap up? My wrap up is: if, don't if be afraid to listen to this fucking record. Don't be if don't don't say, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to. Download it. Check, sure. You know, you or you know what? Like I said before, watch it on YouTube with the with the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. It's not for everybody. It's certainly for me. 
and I think if you give it a shot, it'll be for you. So what's what's your wrap up for people who are not me and who are already into this stuff? Like speak to speak to those people because they have not been spoken to from by from me at least. Give it a shot. Episode. Everything. Give it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's. I mean, it's. It's a lot of people in in the hardcore scene are a lot more accepting to outside music and outside influences as way more than they were in the past. Um, how I always converge like like viewed upon in like the hardcore. Scene. I know it's gonna be fucking different from everyone and yeah. from scene to scene. But like at large, like are they like one of those bands that's just like. Oh, they were great, and now they're a little bit different now. Or like they're still like kind of looked at as like if they're playing a show or they're headlining, like like oh fuck, that's awesome. I'm gonna go see them. Like, how, do you know? Yeah, I mean, they, well, they don't play as much as they used to. Okay. Uh, just because they, as you said before, they all have so many other projects going sure. on. But yeah, I mean, I still make it a point when if they play, you know, you know, I'm 32, I got a wife, I got a kid, I got a mortgage. If, but if I can go see them, I'm gonna go see them. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I, I follow them all on social media, and I you know hear it first, but. Um, I wouldn't say they're downsizing or, uh, or on the downfall or anything like that, but they're, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, in my personal sure. relationship with Converge, I mean, it's definitely not, uh, I think the, uh, the best years, I'm not going to say they're behind us, but they're, <laughs> they're, uh, they're, <laughs> this record's six years old. I'll put it at that much. <laughs> That's fine. And you know what? I'm going to put it at that much too, if I could join in on that. So Tom, thanks for, uh, Thank you for, having for me, joining man. me on this. Yeah. And I'm going to close this episode out. Like I close every episode out with saying, guys, go fuck yourselves and I'll see you later. Bye. Attention Springwood, my name is Josh Krebs. And I'm Liz Richards. And we're the hosts of Bloody Date Night. So Josh and I have been dating for four years and Josh loves horror movies and I hate him. Yeah, so each episode we go through the horror movie franchise canon to watch an episode and then meet up and we discuss it together. And so far it's been going pretty well, right Liz? I think it's gone pretty well so far. Yeah, each episode I try to see how far I can push Liz to watch a really good horror movie until she basically leaves me and it hasn't worked yet. Not yet. And it's awesome because you're the Tatum to my Sydney. You're sweet. And here's a clip from one of our recent episodes. Hello, I'm Exposition. Hey, let me t- let me tell you what just happened. There's a break-in at this costume store. Somebody stole some ropes, some knives. Somebody stole a mask. They stole $250. They scared a cat. They took two boas. They took two boas. Two feather boas, one uh, set of angel wings. It's one of those goddamn... They're probably having a burlesque. <laughs> probably doing a burlesque show later. I don't know. Oh, Haddonfield. What isn't happening? Haddonfield's first burlesque. Burlesque club. That'd be amazing. I would love that. Um, the Lacey Pumpkin. The Lacey... Ooh. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!